This is CBS News Bay Area with Reed Cowan. Fire causes the Bay Area house to collapse. Damages homes and cars surrounding that house and the tragedy there. Neighbors are describing this afternoon what they saw and what they heard. Plus this. As public safety isn't only about taking care of our residents. It's also about taking care of our economy. Now the question, how do you pull it all off? San Francisco Mayor London Breed lays out the state of the city and her focus moving forward. Then we will hear directly from Oakland's police chief about his leave, wanting to get back on the job, and the report that was very critical of his actions. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Reed Cowan. All right, so you saw it, likely from your car or your office window. This is the picture from San Francisco's Sunset District. They saw this today. Massive plumes of smoke billowing up in the skies. And then you can see the crews right there on the roof risking their lives to tackle this fire from every angle they could. In fact, you could see the house just caved in from the top there. Firefighters covering both rooftops of neighboring homes to do some defensive action. We're told at least two people were hurt, including a firefighter. Right now, one person is still unaccounted for. So let's go back in time. This all began with a possible explosion just before 9.30 this morning at a home on 22nd Avenue near Noriega. Our Jocelyn Moran was there. Well, a lot of people in the area of this Sunset District describing what they heard. Something like a loud explosion is how they describe it as. I do want to show you some of the homes that sustained damage, even just eight, nine, ten homes across the street away. That's where we're at right now. You can see some of these windows were just completely blown out. Even the cars sustained significant damage. So you can see this windshield here just completely shattered. Some of the glass here on the floor as well. Again, homes. Seven, eight, seven to ten homes just away from where this house collapsed are seeing significant damage here. And I do want to show you the homes that are right next to the house that collapsed. That greenhouse right there, we actually spoke to the resident who lives there. Her name is Karen Lay. She tells us she was on a conference call for work when she heard a loud boom. Glasses was flying out of the window. The front door was busted. And I'm so worried. You know, uh, maybe you know. The next thing is the blast coming. Well, Karen tells us their home sustained significant damage. Her windows, her door, her garage just completely ruined. But she says the important thing is that her and her husband are okay. She says she doesn't know if anyone was home next door at the time. Now, San Francisco Fire Chief Janine Nicholson couldn't tell us if the citizen who was injured is a person who was inside the home that is now collapsed. But she did say she hasn't seen anything like this in a long time. The last time I was uh, at a call like this was in the late 90s on 19th Avenue when a home uh, exploded. Well, you can see the cars that are lined up parked right in front of the home also sustained damage. You can see just some of those windows shattered, things that have fallen on it as well. We also saw debris on the road and again, shattered glass on the road. So this road has been blocked off, especially after this initially happened. Now. At one point, we are told there were about 90 to 100 firefighters and medical personnel. And the fire chief says this is going to be a long investigation. Of course, we're going to stay on top of it. Jocelyn, thank you. Lots of you heard the noise, saw the smoke, and pulled out your cell phones to take video. This footage is from the Citizen app. Again, many people reported hearing an explosion in the sunset. You can see the black smoke visible for miles. I saw it on the Golden Gate this morning. In fact, some footage was taken from across Golden Gate Park in Richmond, in the Richmond, and others were from just across the street, all of them seeing the same thing, fire crews responding up close and fast. 
So let's talk about this from the crisis for unhoused people to affordable housing and the challenges there. And then the revitalization of San Francisco's downtown. Those are big orders. Mayor London Breed laid out her vision for the city in her State of the City address today. And Ann Makovic is here to break down the mayor's plan. Great to see all of these things happening, proposed, but when they intersect, that's really the challenge. Well, right, and how far are we actually going to go? I mean, it's an understatement to say that the mayor has a lot of challenges ahead of her right now. A lot of frustration about how things are going in the city and for the past several years, really. But she was adamant that her administration can overcome these challenges. The mayor opening up with the city's crime rate and drug issue, saying that her administration, including the new district attorney, Brooke Jenkins, are cracking down on open-air drug markets and vowed to continue a so-called hardline approach to drug crimes. She wants to increase the police budget and hire more officers. And that emphasis on public safety is a key part of her plan to reinvent and revitalize the city's downtown, which we all know is struggling to recover since the pandemic. She laid out a multi-point plan to do so. In addition to making sure downtown is safe and clean, she wants to attract a diverse range of employers through tax relief and reform measures, help make it easier to convert certain buildings into residential or other use buildings, increase the alt, art, culture, and entertainment downtown, and increase public spaces where those things can be enjoyed, as well as adding more public transit connections to draw more people downtown. The truth is, it won't be one thing that fixes downtown. It will be many things. As people think about the changing nature of the workplace, we have a once-in-a-generation opportunity to recruit new business sectors and companies and to create a more diverse and resilient local economy. Now, housing is, of course, an issue across the city, not just downtown. San Francisco needs to build homes three times faster than it has over the past decade to keep up with state demands for new housing. Mayor Breed says she knows how to accomplish that. We will remove all barriers to all new housing, open up the housing pipeline, untangle city processes and get departments delivering results faster, cut fees and other costs, identify the funding for affordable housing to meet our goals, and rezone areas all across the city in all neighborhoods. All neighborhoods have to be a part of the future of this city. Now, San Francisco has built 20,000 homes since 2018, but needs to build another 82,000 by 2031 just to meet state requirements, Reed. All right, Anne, thank you. An ambitious plan. We would like to reiterate, we would love to have the mayor on our show to have a conversation. This is the landing space for that. So we continue to reiterate those invitations. So we want to know what you think about the state of the city in San Francisco. You heard what the mayor had to say. You can share your thoughts with us on social media using the hashtag KPIX. Other stories we are following around the Bay. The man accused of intentionally driving his Tesla off a cliff along the Devil's Slide area with his family still on the inside told the judge he's not guilty. Dharmesh Patel of Pasadena faces murder and domestic violence charges. His family survived the crash last month. In San Mateo County, a disaster recovery center is now open to help people who are still reeling and dealing with the damage from January storms. There's help with rental assistance, transportation, childcare, utility bills, and reimbursement for being displaced. All the little things that make up a life that are so difficult when you have a situation like this. It is open and at the ready to serve at the San Mateo County Event Center every day from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. They say they're going to keep it open through at least February 22nd. It looks like people are taking advantage of the service.
We're learning new details about why Oakland Police Chief Leron Armstrong was placed on leave as we're getting a first look at the independent report that was critical of the chief in the first place and really prompted all of these moves. Oakland's newly elected mayor placed Armstrong on paid administrative leave nearly three weeks ago after an outside law firm found the department mishandled a pair of misconduct cases. One case dealt with a hit and run. The other involved the same officer who the report says fired his gun in an elevator at Oakland police headquarters. In fact, in one report, key parts dealing with the chief say that the allegations against him were either unfounded or not sustained. But a footnote to a question on the chief's performance of duty did say that investigators, quote, concluded that he was not credible during his interview and appeared to downplay his involvement in tracking the investigation. That's their words. So our Juliet Goodrich has long had an opportunity to get the ear of the chief and ask the chief directly about that independent report that was critical. Get your workout in, huh? Good to see you, brother. What does it feel like to be on the sidelines outside right now? What does that feel like? It's tough. It is a, it is, it, it is a very tough feeling. Uh, to not be able to lead the Oakland Police Department. When you heard about this report and the fact that the mayor made this decision, what was that like for you and what are you feeling right now? It was shocking to me, to be quite honest. Shocking that someone would do an investigation like this that, in my opinion, was so biased uh, and so focused on trying uh, to create a crisis. Uh, it really was surprising. Certain things I'm curious about. You admitted to not reading the ROIs before signing them. Explain that, and is that common practice? That is common practice amongst major chiefs in America. There is not one chief of a major police department in America that actually reads every report. We're talking over 200 reports a year. But it's important that you read the really important reports, and I do. When we're talking about officer-involved shootings, when we're talking about excessive force cases, when we're talking about cases where officers will be terminated, those are cases for sure that I would read. But in this case, the evidence that was brought to me was about a vehicle collision that was not reported. I mean, is there anything in there that would be shocking or new or, or not? I don't think it is, but I think things require explanation because of the way it was written. If you do get your job back, yeah. Would you do anything differently after seeing the report, after knowing the, the scrutiny that you were under? Yeah, I think there are recommendations that came out of the report that I think are important to improve our investigations process. And so I do think that they're good recommendations that could be implemented and could make us better. So what keeps you so passionate about keeping this job, maintaining it, getting it back, and being in the city that you grew up in? Well, Julia, look where I'm from. This, is, this wasn't easy to get to the top of this police department. This was a kid that came from poverty. This was a kid that had to fight on the streets in order to make it. And so to make it to this point, starting from here, and then have someone take it away from me, it's just not the way in which I want my career to end or my reputation to be. There are people in this community that look up to me. You could retire. I could retire today. I'm here because I really am committed to making Oakland safer. I'm committed to improving this police department. So Chief Armstrong has had a lot of community support. In fact, the NAACP, along with others, have called for his reinstatement repeatedly. The one person who has remained tight-lipped about the investigation is Oakland's new mayor, Sheng Tao. So for right now, I just, you know, we can't say much because it is a personnel issue. Can you just say when he might be back? 
it's a personnel issue. I cannot say Months, that. Months, weeks, days. It's a personnel issue. Thank you. So as we have experienced a lot lately, we've requested repeatedly interviews with Mayor Tao on this issue, but she's declined. She previously said her decision was not meant to be punitive.